A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is Four Center, a show about Star Wars, pop culture, and the ultimate adventure, life itself. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm Ken Napsock. And I'm Jennifer Landa. And this particular episode is one of our other center episodes. We are continuing to enjoy taking questions about uh, whatever. We have a lot of questions uh, left over from the uh, strike era when we had put out questions uh, for uh, life. Uh, So we are continuing to grab those. Uh, But we're also going to be talking about our other Star Wars and life adventures that we had this week. Uh, First, we want to let you know, as always, that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com. 
Amazon.com slash Force Center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Uh, we are continuing to recommend The Path of Deceit. Uh, I should clarify, we're recommending that as a book, not a life choice. Yes. The Path of Deceit by Justina Ireland and Tessa Grattan. Oh, we've become an evil show uh, that <laughs> recommends lying to your loved ones. Yeah. Uh, no, Path of Deceit by Justina Ireland and Tessa Grattan, uh, the beginning of phase two of The High Republic, which is a whole phase ago now, but I read it recently and really enjoyed it. So if you'd like to check it out, you can download your free audiobook today by going to audibletrial.com slash center. One more time, that's audibletrial.com slash center for your free audio book. Uh, Ken, we also have an ask. We do have an ask and we are showing our faces on YouTube as we lean into YouTube a little bit more going to 2024. We've got some other cool things coming your way as we uh, uh, look towards this new phase. Uh, so to help that grow and make that even more possible, we're asking you to subscribe to the channel. We're looking for our next humble goal of 7,500. We're getting there. Uh, we appreciate those who have jumped on board with this phase. Uh, so maybe you can consider doing that by subscribing. Also hit that notification bell. Uh, leave a comment. Uh, like all those things because we are, even if we want to fight against the algorithm, we're part of the algorithm game too and it's just a reality situation and it really helps. I want to thank all our Force Center listeners in Discord who um, heated that call last week as well uh, with the Ahsoka episode. So that's our goal. Can you subscribe? We ask humbly to consider. That's an ask. It has been very nice to see those little green numbers uh, that are pluses and not those red minus numbers. Yes. yes. <laughs> the internet always reflecting uh, your, your own emotions back to you. Like to see the, <laughs> the green positive numbers, not the red negative numbers. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're going to get into talking about life uh, in Star Wars adventures. Jennifer, what were your life or Star Wars adventures this week? No Star Wars adventures, Squid Game adventures. So I have a routine every night is I, I play Animal Crossing. And that's usually what I do <laughs> before I go to bed. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I'm obsessed with it. I took over my daughter's island. It's all right. Um, <laughs> so my husband last week was like, I know you're playing Animal Crossing. You got Tom Nook duties to do. But yeah. he's yeah. like, why don't you watch Squid Game with me? I'm like, I do not want to watch the reality TV show based on this social commentary about, you know, uh, capitalism and whatever, right? I was like, no. So he's watching it and I'm still playing. And I'm like, oh, damn it, this is actually really engaging. This is pretty interesting. <laughs> I am all in now. I have caught up. I think I'm on episode six, maybe seven. It is so good. They produce that show so well, but it, more than anything is about the people and the relationships. And I haven't watched Ooh. reality TV in so long, let alone like a, a game show. Right. And, and it still has that ominous feeling of you're seeing the money coming and the people leaving and you're like, Oh shoot. And the betrayal, but it just, it's a really good show. I mm -hmm. highly recommend it. If you're not watching, I was skeptical. I was skeptical. I didn't want to like it but I do. Wow. That's powerful. I haven't heard anybody watched it because I was so upset by the fact that it existed. So yes, uh, right. to hear that it is actually delving into some amount of, uh, of humanity is oh. really great because it felt like the most tone deaf thing ever. I love squid game, but it, mm. the show, but it was brutal about, isn't it awful to be in this situation? Hey everybody, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. yeah. And seeing people come together, forming these alliances and then stabbing each other in the back. But then you also have these heartfelt moments and there was a, a mother and her son. Oh my gosh. It's really good. 
Nope. Is is Tom Nook watching? Uh, is that yeah. you, you can make make Tom watch. I put down my switch. That's how you know it's a good show. I'm not watching. <laughs> <laughs> it will blame my switch. Uh, that's a great review metric. How many switches did you put down? Yeah. This is a five switch down show. Uh, how about you, Ken? Any uh, any Star Wars or life adventures? I did, but this is fascinating. There's so many. You know, I'm I'm familiar with Animal Crossing from about 15 years ago, Jen, and that's a, that has a moral test of time travel, right? If you're, you're going to take that time travel glitch that some people were doing back in 08 i remember that was a big moral oh discussion gosh. around animal crossing of can't try time travel and get more bells um no i had a, a um yeah i had, a, I had a, a good star wars uh experience and a, a refreshing <laughs> one uh after a, a bad week just a bad week it's been a bad if we all just had a bad year <laughs> it's I just have those feelings challenging challenging Very challenging yeah, yeah but that's a good way to look at it because there's a lot of joy in that and yeah i had uh, just got over a, a bout of uh COVID, my first yeah i finally won i won a ticket uh and it was uh, <laughs> very mild compared to a lot of other cases but it lingered and it affected a lot of things and i lost a job and had to cancel stand-up show and I just was feeling down, but I did have one gig I had to um, go do, and I was blessed to host this panel, LA Comic Con, um, uh, but the artists behind your favorite characters in Galaxy Far, Far Away, and it was with a uh, um, a lot of the, the head of Lucasfilm Hair Department, uh, uh, Alexei mm-hmm. Dimitri of the the uh, makeup uh, designer and artist, uh, sculptors and painters, the soft goods, Brian uh, Matias who does concept art, and and you know Chris Bartlett who does a lot of droid building and droid acting. He's actually C three PO in a lot mm-hmm. of spots. When Anthony Daniels isn't, and <clears throat> all that to say, it was a fun. Ex- and he, as a moderator, you're just there to to pull it out of them and stay out of the way. Uh, it was fun to see them, not just talk about their experiences, but at least there's seven people on the panel. At one point, all of them got emotional in describing something they were doing mm. for the show or series, and it was weird. There were some limitations on what we could say words and names we could not say. And so sometimes we were talking around things, but there was stuff in the Ahsoka series that even one of the sculptors started crying by re- recounting one of the mm. characters he was designing, um, uh, seeing things come to life. And, and it just spoke to the passion of the creators and why, why we do what we do when, even if hey, a show doesn't hit or we have some questions or there's some challenging things, we, we always want to, highlight the fact that the those creating this series those acting in these series do so with a great passion and a desire to get it right that sometimes social media just wants to trample on that idea the very idea mm-hmm. of that existing um doesn't mean everything's gonna end up perfect or everything is executed great on screen totally totally get it always have got that never have not got that but to see these people who are involved with it cry not not even holding back tears crying about going, this is what that character meant when I sculpted or when I, when I, when I sewed, when I put the makeup on, um, mm. because not just cause I'm a Star Wars fan, I am, but I want to, I want to get it right. And it, it was, it was moving. And then I also got to spend time at LA convention out, outside of celebrations, Anaheim, Chicago, 2019 in London. I haven't been inside a convention hall in about four or five years. Obviously, some stuff happened in the world that kept us out of them. But I, I thought I, you know, I haven't even last couple of years going down to San Diego Comic Con. I just went for a comedy show. I didn't go to thing, you know, and, and and they're busy. But I got to walk around both days. Saturday I was there for a little bit, and Sunday I was there for more time. And and uh, to reconnect with the energy of 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 people having these shared passions for a bunch of different kind of fandoms, seeing all the cosplay, um, 
of a, a, a lot of shins, Shinati, very popular cosplay mm. right now. A lot of that, a lot of Morgan Elsbeth, a lot of that stuff. But just see that beyond even mm. Star Wars, it was something I needed. I'd been disconnected from for a while, and it was uh, it was a fun reminder. And I didn't buy anything, not tempted by anything. Well, there's a couple of pins I was going to get, but I couldn't get a hold of dinner <laughs> time. But it was just good. So it was overall good experience. Uh, as as we uh, you know emerge from a, a complicated year, as you said, a challenging year. So it's a good mm-hmm. reminder. Yeah, it's great. You know, and I think you're so right. Is that that um, everybody has a right to judge the quality of of shows and movies, and mm-hmm. if they think a wig doesn't look good or that doesn't yep. that live action character doesn't look like that, great. Uh, but there can be this this uh, just boiling it down to this faceless they or yeah. Disney got so-and-so's headpiece wrong. Yeah. And to reconnect with, like, no, a human tried really hard, and of course you can disagree mm-hmm. with the results, but please keep the human in your heart is so important. It, it You speak on it a lot, Joseph, of, you know, like or dislike what you like, but when you start really assigning ideas and thoughts to the motives of the creators, mm-hmm. well, they clearly, J.J. went into Reddit. He did not. No, he didn't. And you know he didn't. Yeah, or this person never saw yeah. Cad Bane in the Clone Wars or whatever. Like, yes. Right. Pretty sure they did a lot. Yeah. Pretty sure right. they did. And this wasn't an easy decision. Yeah, like they, this was months and months and months and months of work. Anyways, all I have to say, I'm going to repeat yes. the point. But yeah, it was pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was the audience like? Were, 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 was it a, were people excited to see that panel? Did it have good attendance? Uh, it was, Sunday was lighter, but it was very, yeah, well-tended. And they were doing, right after, they were doing a tribute to Shauna Tripsick, uh, mm. panel. And so a lot of the same people were on it. And it was cool. There was a lot of folks in the audience who worked with these people, all kind of, you know, these companies and people that work for or with Lucasfilm and design and stuff. So the vibe was, the vibe was solid. The vibe was solid. And, uh, like I said, there were some frustrating limitations of what we could talk about. Or even mm-hmm. names of people we could say or not say, <laughs> but um, <laughs> so that was trying to they, they was bursting out of scenes. But it was a lot of fun, and just the, the convention overall um, was a fun experience. I even got all these years of going to these conventions. My dream was to get a street hot dog, and I finally, ah. I finally did it because it was. It ended up being such a good panel. There were some complications getting to that just the creative process of that panel as I kind of mm-hmm. hinted at, I walked out and I went, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And I had a street dog on the way back to my car and it was beautiful. Bacon oh, wrap, awesome. bacon wrapped onions. Yes. Oh yeah. I did the whole thing. Awesome. Uh, that, that's such a beautiful smell. For me, it's always that, like, that's the smell of leaving Hollywood bowl. Yeah. Is, is it- <laughs> yes. Oh, I do say Hollywood Boulevard yeah. after clubbing. That's <laughs> yeah. back in the day. The yeah. different smell uh, is a, a good, good segue to my uh, life adventures. Uh, I was in Vegas this weekend for a film festival uh, and uh, some, some people were trying to compare and contrast like the smell of, uh, of Hollywood Boulevard mm-hmm. to the smell of the strip of like, what's yeah. different or the same about this mass of humanity. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Interesting conversation. Uh, but yeah, the short film that I worked on uh, this year, the nightmare adorable was playing in uh, Vegas at a, uh, a festival called the sin city horror fest uh, festival was mm. really well run, which is really nice. And it was well received and all that. And, um, I was thrilled to go because I, mm-hmm. you know, I made the short film, want to go to all these film festivals, but mm-hmm. like in my heart, I'm like, I want to apply to places that I want to go to anyway, <laughs> like mm-hmm. apply mm-hmm. anywhere. Right. Yeah. But yeah. like, this was the first one is like, it looked like a good festival, but I also wanted to go to Vegas and have a reason to do it. So yeah. it was really fun. It was all up in the, uh, the Fremont street experience, the old Vegas, mm-hmm. uh, uh, area. I stayed in a, in an older, 
a smaller place called El Cortez that was uh, was oh, really yeah. fun. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. You, you've been to El no, Cortez? No, I've always wanted to stay there. <laughs> well, I want some notes off camera. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, it was it was it was really good and yeah. really smoky. Uh, it, it's wow, I forget. And in those smaller casinos, you really you feel, feel that. I felt like I time, time traveled. I felt like I walked into nineteen ninety seven with uh, with the smoke. So that that was uh, all fun. It, it's a little. Uh, my wife couldn't uh, make it uh, to the film festival because she had to work this weekend. I hung out with people and met some filmmakers. Uh, I put on my big boy pants and introduced myself to strangers uh, and met uh, some people, and that was great. But then for my like. I'm going to run around Vegas it's just this, uh, alone. Uh, yeah. we, it's weird to be in Vegas uh, alone. Uh, there was a neon sign uh, for an old motel called the Lone Palm Motel. And it's like, that's me this weekend, man. I'm a Lone Palm. I'm a Lone Palm. And I don't mean that as any sort of uh, obvious joke. Um, anyway, uh, the Star Wars adventures that found me then, it's just like, it, I was doing my uh, horror film. I was, uh, you know, going to Rat Pack Sinatra spots and, and in kind of like enjoying all these other different aspects uh, of, of what I enjoy in life. Uh, and then Star Wars found me like a block from the theater. There was a great toy store called uh, Rogue Toys. Mm. Um, and they had the wall of figures, uh, vintage figures, too. So it looked Ooh. like back in the day. Uh, I have been resisting buying him on the Internet because I wanted to find him in the wild. I found a hunter from the Bad Batch mm. in the wild. So great. That's great. Uh, brought him up to the uh, counter and the guy working there was like, we, we got the big one too. We got him in six inches. <laughs> like, nope, 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 nope. nope. <laughs> so I'm walking out of the store, just happy as can be. Cause I found, found a toy in the wild, which is my dream. Uh, and they had a big, weird giraffe, like taller than me stuffed animal. That was, I think it was kind of supposed to be Jeffrey from mm. Toys R Us. Mm. Uh, but just this massive giraffe. <laughs> and I turned around and was like, I don't be weird, but is it okay if I take a picture with your giraffe? And he's like, yeah, that's great. And I think it wasn't, I don't think it was a connected thought. I just, I think it just flowed together. But I was like, hey, can I take a picture with your giraffe? And he's like, yeah, sure. And then he's like, Siri, play Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> I think he just wanted to listen to Ozzy Osbourne in that moment, but it was like he was putting on a soundtrack for my giraffe picture. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So oh a lot of, my God. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's great. It's pretty that's much that as I snapped the picture. Uh, and then uh, just very quickly, because we got it, we got some cues to get to. Uh, in the hotel room, uh, I was flipping through channels in that the TNT uh, Star Wars marathon was happening. That's right. And yes. Ken, I know you do this all the time. Oh I kind of watch a little Star Wars mm -hmm. in the background. I don't normally do that. I haven't done that for years. Yeah. And it was so great. I got to my hotel uh, at like 2 30 a.m. And it was the conclusion of Phantom Menace right into Rogue One. It was just fun to see uh, them that way. It was just fun to see them. Yeah. yeah. I, I had, uh, I was, uh, Sunday morning, I was doing some last second preparation for the panel. I was watching some football, but before the game started, I was like, oh, Empire Strikes Back is on. Oh, yeah. And I watched like 10 minutes of just, it's that Star Wars in the wild. Figures or the movies yep. or shows. It's great. I was almost late leaving my hotel because I was watching Empire in the morning on Sunday. <laughs> Anyway, those are some life and Star Wars adventures. Uh, we are now going to head into our cues. Our first one comes to us from Chris King. Chris says, uh, hello, Joseph, Ken, and Jennifer. I'm curious about coming-of-age stories. I'm a high school English teacher who is often tasked with teaching ninth and 10th graders coming-of-age literature. Sure, it can be said that a galaxy somewhere far away with a young farm boy on a sand planet is a pretty good coming-of-age story. 
But what about your favorite novels or plays or video games that convey the same message? Personally, I'm a big fan of Tom Parada's Bad Haircut and Stephen Chbosky's The Perks of Being a Wallflower. What are your favorites? Uh, thank you for taking my question and for all your honesty and positivity. Listening to you all is always one of the best parts of my day. Thank you very much, Chris. Uh, this is a very kind and a great question. Ken, uh, you, I, I believe you have some show and tell for the video side that... I, I just, you went and picked up physically yeah, some yeah, of your books. I, I need. I went. I went with the books more than anything. Uh, um, uh, plays of video games are there as well. I, I mean, my love of Red Dead Redemption is well documented. I wouldn't call that a coming of age story, but a coming of, of death story, which is also kind of a certain growth that I might uh, uh, go through as well. I I, I focused on the books because uh, he mentioned Tom Parada, who who wrote Election, and Election is one of my favorite books as well as one of my movies. Uh, and he has a book called Joe College that's great as well. Parada's kind of got a. Uh, a coming of age kind of uh, uh, a specialty in his his, his skill set there. Um, just running through various uh, ones. Uh, there's a, a book uh, when I was turning thirty. Well, I think you were both were around me when I was turning forty and was going through that crisis, which ended up being not much of a crisis. But thirty was you know thirties thirties a big number. And and there was a book by Jonathan Tropper called Plan Plan B, uh, and and the subtitle is Plan B, a novel thirty. Shit is the name of it. Uh, and turning 30 was never supposed to be like this. Uh, and uh, it, it's, it, it, it helped me. It helped get through. Uh, and it's a little pop culture heavy, too. Uh, and it's it's not discussed. I don't know if it got optioned. You know, you, you, a lot of books in my uh, selection here got optioned. And that's how a lot of people know the books. Include I didn't read Election until I saw the movie. Uh, but Jonathan Tropper, Plan B is good. Um, I include Shop Girl by Steve Martin, the novella. Love the movie as well. Uh, it's, a, it's a different. It's three people having their own coming of age um, lessons. And, and then the oldest character doesn't really fully learn it or change <laughs> really. <laughs> uh, and I, and I, and it's, it's, uh, I really do love the book and, and uh, the movies. It's powerful. Uh, and then uh, I think it's a, a coming of age for Jesus. It's uh, Christopher Moore's lamb is one of my favorite books I've ever read in a while. Mm. The gospel according to Biff, Christ's childhood pal. It's a, uh, um, uh, kind of a, a fictional look at you know Jesus had a best friend and you don't hear from him and why and then it and it goes into a lot of the the lessons as uh, as as uh, uh, Jesus goes from uh, thirteen on to um, thirty and 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 beyond to to his death here and everything and and it's uh, it's my my writing partner Matt Key uh, uh, hooked me up with this one and I, I got the the Bible version so it looks like you're reading the Bible <laughs> and the final answer I am a big Nick Hornby fan and sometimes there's discussions around stuff including high fidelity and I, I especially as time goes on totally get that totally get that I think high fidelity I've written about high fidelity before in, in my old uh, music <laughs> journalist days um, sometimes much like when we discussed Darth Vader the lessons you're supposed to get, get elevated as you get celebrated when they're supposed to be learned. And there's a lot in the mm -hmm. book, high fidelity. That is, uh, yeah, this, this isn't a good behavior. It's a fun behavior. It's a common behavior. It's a, you know, music fan behavior, but there's things to move past it. And, and that's part of the big lessons of the character, both, um, uh, Rob Fleming in the book and Rob Gordon in the movie. So high fidelity remains my favorite. And then about a boy, both the movie, and the book, but, um, uh, the the book versions, uh, the Hugh Grant uh, led movie, Nicholas Nicholas Holt's wonderful. Uh, the book is almost entirely different in that it is also a story about the death of Kurt Cobain and what that does. Um, so I highly recommend that version if people haven't read it. End of end of book center for me. <laughs> so Ken, I got I got to ask you. Yeah. Uh, you you had a lot of picks. Mm -hmm. You had them readily available on your shelf. Mm -hmm. uh, you you 
uh, are being time conscious and you you were rattling through them yep. at a really great clip, getting to the point of almost like, <laughs> mm-hmm. is he going to start auctioning these books? They're for sale. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you have a lot. You speak about them passionately. They're easily accessible. Why do you think you're drawn to the coming of age story? And also specifically, a lot of the coming of age is not, I think, what some of us think of coming of age yep. as, as young adult books, as yep. is mm. uh, teen or preteen into adulthood. You're you're talking about mm-hmm. 25 to 30 kind of coming of age, yeah. accepting and acknowledging actual adulthood. Yeah. Why do you think you're drawn to those stories? Uh, I, I think it's because, one, I didn't get to experience a lot of that in my life. We've talked about the protective center. <laughs> um, so I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have, like, I, I've never seen Stand By Me. I've never seen all that kind of stuff. I didn't experience mm. that stuff. Uh, and I was, therefore, a late bloomer de- by default. And so wrestling with a lot of the emotions and not being prepared for it, stories like this kind of helped me see it and get through it. And then mm. the lesson, you know, you, you can continue to learn and should continue to learn. Um, so that's why, you know, and, and that era when I was actually 10, 12 and 13, um, I, my, I wasn't reading, I was reading, you know, Star Wars books or, you know, Air of the Empire or which are their own kind of coming of age tales, obviously as, as even Chris mentioned. So yeah, I, I think a lot of that kind of coming of age was uh, later for me and, and, and mm. that make, it tracks makes sense. That the, the lesson would come a little bit later than it should, or start at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming of a of a truly of emotional age, <laughs> if you didn't yep. get a chance to <laughs> yep. when you're when you're a teen, it's, uh, that resonates with me. Um, Jennifer, I think you and I uh, uh, both uh, thought about this as movies. I had in my notes <laughs> coming of age movies, and then I read Chris's <laughs> question again this morning. I was like, oh. Well, damn. Uh, so I, I had a couple movies, uh, but I also have a couple of books and video games. But I wanted to, to pitch to you, uh, what do you have on, on your list, Jennifer? Yes, I'm ashamed that I, I misread this. And also, I was an English major, so I should have more <laughs> titles at the ready. I don't. My brain is fried. Um, but what I will say is that a lot of this comes down to like being a parent and introducing my kids to these coming in age stories. And so like for my daughter, she's been interested in graphic novels. So like mm. Amethyst, Princess of Gemworld. But what I really want her to read, <laughs> which is on my shelf over there, is Leia, Princess of Alderaan. That is mm, yeah. one of the best coming of age stories I've read in a long time that resonated mm. with me, an adult. Um, but yeah, going back to how I uh, misinterpreted it, I would say <laughs> – the thing about my kids is that, like, I grew up, and I didn't realize this until I was a parent, I grew up watching the Stand By Me's, the, the E.T.'s, whatever, all these male protagonists. And I had no problem identifying with these characters. It really helped me a lot in my life. But with my kids, because there is so many more female protagonists, they want to see that more often. And so what's been happening is the you know newer Disney movies, Moana, Frozen, Turning Red. These are the types of of, of heroes' journeys, um, and coming of age stories that they are really gravitating towards. And there's so many great ones. There's uh, on Netflix, Wolfwalkers, or the new movie, not new, newish movie, Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken. Even shows like mm. Monster High, Hilda. So many stories that can help. My kids, because this is what it's about, like navigating those tricky social dynamics. Like mm-hmm. when you're a young person, facing your fears, going on these epic 
quests where there's danger, right? But but also showing these characters being active because my kids are really sporty and like climbing trees, right? Showing these characters being active, showing these characters being brave and eventually embracing whatever quirk or thing that mm. makes them unique. Mm. And it's so cathartic for my children to watch these types of, you know, this type of content. And thank goodness that there's so many. Mm. Now I just have to work on the book side of it. Asking for some more uh, recommendations, Chris. Yeah, I I really understand uh, because I also think, not that there aren't coming of age stories of all all kinds, but, you know, since we were kids, young adult has become such, you know, a specific part of Mm. of publishing and, you know, has its own section in most bookstores and all that. And, And some of the Star Wars books that we've, you know, read over the years, like Leia, Princess of Alderaan and Rebel Rising, mm. all oh, sorts of uh, books like that are, they're, they're young adult books. They're the Ahsoka book by E.K. Johnston. They are right. yeah. coming of age. Like the world is rougher and harder than we thought. And we had, how do we step into it and, and retain everything uh, about ourselves and empower ourselves while admitting that the world's real, real complicated and hard. Yeah. Um, I, so I was like, I didn't have like young adult books. Um, and the, programmer that I was in in high school had tragedy as its theme. So like mm-hmm. when I was actually really needing these books, like <laughs> 15, 16, 17 years old, you know, I was reading Hamlet, which is a coming of age story, but from <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> a way. So I realized like one of the, like my sort of young adult book back in the day was Great Expectations by Dickens. Mm. And it was in that time where I wanted to read classics because, because I, I liked that idea, but also, but sometimes I was like, I want to like this book, but I don't, I I don't don't really get it. And Great Expectations was one of those, like, how was this written a long time ago? This is this kid, Pip, who likes this girl (laughs) is in lots of trouble. Can't figure things out. Like I'm, I'm Pip, you know? And I think that is so the power can be the power of coming of age stories of feeling like, Oh, I'm used to hearing tales of adults or tales Mm -hmm. of heroes who are already fully formed. Mm Mm-hmm. This idea of being able to step into the shoes of somebody who's not fully formed, uh, Great Expectations was one of the, the first times that I got to do that. And I haven't revisited it in years, but it, it meant a ton to me. Um, here, here's, a, here's a real strange choice, um, and there are some problematic parts of it, uh, but It by Stephen King, I also read at a really you know good time. Mm-hmm. And that, that book goes back and forth between adults with lives that didn't turn out the way they really wanted them to being mm. young outsiders who, who bonded together. So it's a very different kind of coming of age story, but, uh, but that meant a lot to me. Other one I will mention for, for video games is uh, I was already an adult, but still struggling. Uh, Ocarina of Time, the mm. Legend of Zelda game. I think it, another power of the coming of age story is, is, is feeling a part of it, feeling, seeing yourself in it. Like we're talking about Ocarina of Time is, is literally that of you put it, it's the character's link, but you put in your name and I put in my initials J A S. So it was jazz mm. and it had the little text box, you know? And when you start out, it, it's telling you like, you need to do this jazz. And like you start out literally powerless of like, I have almost no weapons. I have a crappy little wooden sword. And then, you know, pretty soon you're like jazz, it's time to be the hero of time. <laughs> Can you save everyone? And it really puts you in the shoes of like, I don't feel ready I'm not equipped, mm. but in order to become equipped, I have to go into this dungeon and become more equipped to 
be the person I need to be. Ocarina of Time is a great coming of age story. And I think a lot of video games are uh, mm-hmm. because it literally puts you in the shoes of someone who must uh, grow up and, and become equipped literally mm-hmm. and emotionally. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. Mm-hmm. And, uh, off topic. Um, you have, I, I'm a big fan of the 1998 film uh, version of Great Expectations. It's it's sometimes maligned and I'm even looking at a critic Rotten Tomato score, all that kind of BS. Mm-hmm. It's it's slowly rated. I, it, that movie hit me at the right time. It's a modern rock and roll adaptation of it. Uh, Alfonso Corian uh, directed it. I, I've always loved it. I don't know if you ever saw that. I've never seen it. I got to watch that because they uh, in, in reread Great Expectations. It's a powerful story. I think mm-hmm. it, it you know it holds up. Mm-hmm. Um, two two movies that I, I thought of. Uh, Rick Famuyiwa, who uh, Star Wars fans uh, know from his work, his film Dope is amazing. Yes. Because it is, you know, it's it's uh, it's very naughty. There's there's there are bad words and there's sexy stuff uh, <laughs> and all that. But it is absolutely a coming of age story. It is mm-hmm. good, bad, or otherwise. These are the challenges of the world, and you have to face them. Can you step up and face them? It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really powerful. And then uh, I'll plug it any any chance I get. It's a uh, it's a sort of stunted coming of age story because it's about somebody who uh, didn't get the opportunity to go through a normal process. That's all the more I'm going to say about that. Uh, Brigsby Bear. And if you if you've never seen Brigsby Bear, oh, if you don't know about Brigsby Bear, I went to it in the theater because it has Mark Hamill and a bear, and I knew nothing else, and it was great. Mm. And it's a great, very different kind of coming of age story. Mm. I love that. Love yeah. that. I still got to see that. In, Oh yeah. Mm. Well, let me know. We can do, we can do another center on Brigsby bear. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All these years later. Uh, any other thoughts on coming of age stories before we uh, take a quick break? No, it's cl- coming of age is an ongoing process. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. my lesson. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're a fan of Barbie, which I still haven't seen it, but America Ferreira's first film, I believe real women have curves. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is a great coming of age story. Um, oh yeah. That's a good one. It's been so long since I've seen it. Sorry, I'm getting lost in thought here. (laughs) Totally understandable. A lot to think about with the coming of age books. Well, those are all of our recommendations for reading, watching, and playing. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with one more cue. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure. 
Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Uh, we have one more cue to go in this episode of Cues of the Other. This one comes to us from Steve Nort. Steve says, hey, Other Center, what are your personal coffee habits and home brewing setups like? <laughs> For me, <laughs> it's usually two cups a day, first thing in the morning and another in the afternoon to get me through the last couple of hours of work. I use a V20 pour-over technique with beans I buy from a local roaster and hand grind before each cup. I am clearly a little obsessed. Ha ha, says Steve. Thanks. Uh, Steve, this is a great question. Maybe one of the most deeply intimate questions we've ever faced yeah, here on yeah. Center, Other Center. Um, but before we get into our actual uh, mm. coffee uh, rituals process, <laughs> grinding techniques today, I'm curious about uh the beginning of your journeys with coffee ken when did you start on coffee and how <laughs> late hey that's just a theme for my life late bloomer and a lot of things and coffee was one of them um my parents i think my mom eventually became a coffee drinker or i knew her to be like i don't i don't remember her definitely not my dad i don't think my dad ever has ever had a cup of coffee he just doesn't maybe that's wrong i don't know I, he's just i've never heard him mention the word coffee um, so I, did, I wasn't raised with it with a lot of things in my life. Uh, and, um, eventually what happened is I was the security director of the farmer's market and, 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 and there was the, the coffee corner is, is a rest, is a coffee restaurant there. And there's the Starbucks and coffee bean and there's Bob's donuts with coffee, coffee corner. It was right outside my office and a lot of things in life. There's a cute girl that worked there and I <laughs> figured I'll start getting, I'll try this coffee thing that everyone's, what's a latte? I don't know. Eventually we, we dated for like four years. So uh, the, wow. the coffee habit stuck. Um, but I, uh, yeah, from there it's been a regular part of my life. And then uh, what Steve mentions, I'm laughing because like, I only have one cup a day. We'll get into the process. But like when I went to the other mall and there's several coffee shops inside the mall, I was the security director there. Like that was like a three or four cup thing because there was nothing else to do on some days <laughs> you know 
mm-hmm. morning, lunch, afternoon coffee. Because uh, it was like you'd text the your coworker in the office. You want to get coffee? And that's on a boring day. You were blessed to have a boring day. That's what we did. So uh, on your approach uh, to try coffee in order to uh, chat to an attractive human, uh, how did you approach that? <laughs> did you approach it with the uh, meet cute? I've never had coffee before at all. Or did you try to pretend to be an old pro? Oh, no. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not saying I'm good at, at meat cutes, uh, uh, but uh, my uh, co-worker, the operations manager, Rhonda, really important person in my life, especially in that period, um, kind of an older sister when I needed one. And, and she was a coffee drinker. So I kind of did that like, yeah, I'm going to saunter up to the coffee bar and get what you're having. <laughs> <laughs> Until I could get uh, understand, uh, you know, Steve speaking to coffee culture. I'm not a, definitely not a part of that, uh, though I enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I you fake it till you make it. Fake it till you I'll make have it. what Rhonda's having. Is yes, a, a great, a great tickle but, line. But really yeah. unaffected, you know, like uh, what? What? Oh, uh, what she's having. Right, <laughs> right. Oh my god, I'm, I'm too cool to talk about lattes, <laughs> but whatever. What was Rhonda having? Was it a straightforward coffee drink? No, no, no. Double upside down fracca mocha. It was one of that. And eventually, uh, if I go back there to this day and um, the owner was uh, uh, my former girlfriend's mom and her aunt works there still. Um, I'll, they, they, I walk up and I go, I'll have my, I'll have my coffee. And it's like a double mocha caramel drip on the top. It's a, it's a 2000 <laughs> calorie drink, but that became okay. my regular. And I, now I'm wondering wow. why I had weight problems during that era. <laughs> uh, how about you, Jennifer? What was your journey with coffee? Uh, did you start early? I was first introduced to it. My parents never drank it, but my uncle did. And so during the holidays, he would come over and stay at our house. And so I would smell coffee in the morning because he was also Mm. an early riser, unlike my parents. And so I had a very positive association with it. And then my first job, I think I've talked about before, was working at a coffee shop at the mall. And so that was Mm. where I got into, you know, mocha frappuccinos Mm. and all that stuff, right? It was all the Mm. sugary stuff. But it really taught me about like the importance of grinding your own beans and the types of beans and blah, 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 different roasts. And then it became it's become a ritual. Like when I worked at Disneyland, oh, there was nothing like it. I would go before, was it before? Well, no, yeah, maybe a little bit before the park opened. I'd go to Main Street mm. and I'd go mm. to the Carnation. Carnation, the yeah. Carnation. Mm. Yeah. And I would get mm. like a, yep, yep, a latte yep. or something like that, right? Oh my gosh, it was just it was nothing like it. And the the sound of the music, especially during the holidays, again, the holidays, just yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Disneyland's incredible. Uh, but it's now amazing. I rely upon it. I need it. And so I cannot start my day without it. As you guys, I'm drinking this. I don't know how many hours. I don't even know how many cups I'm on. I've lo- I don't even keep track of my cups anymore. It's probably like three, four cups. Wow. I don't talk to anyone in the morning before until I have my coffee. And even then it needs to be halfway consumed before I'm like civil. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs to be ready first thing. So I, I used to do the, like what you're talking about, Steve, I would kind of, you know, I grind it and I do the drip over coffee. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Don't have the time for that. We do a self timer the night before it is oh, yeah. ready. That's great. It is ready at six 30, just in case I wake up a little bit early, six 30 and I mm. can smell it. And it's like I, I travel downstairs, I waft downstairs, and then I get my cup. Immediately. That's that's amazing. Uh, I can go yeah. on and on. I, I, I oh, love. That's great. Well, yeah, no, no. We, we'll, we will have some follow-up questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> About, yeah, the, pre, the, the, the pre-setup, uh, that's, that mm-hmm. sounds beautifully indulgent. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, uh, for me, because uh, it explains my uh, lack of uh, finesse in my process. Um, my my father, the old man, has a mania for hard black coffee. <laughs> I, gonna, I, I just figured, yeah, it seems yeah, Minnesotan. He is, he is. <laughs> it's it's very Minnesotan. It it he he drinks it like he is putting you know gas in his 1950 Chevy panel truck. Mm, it's his mm. it's his fuel. Um, yeah. And so he and my mom uh, uh, drank it. Um, and for me growing up, it was just sort of like, it wasn't about like a choice or like you can, mm. so like the, this idea, like maybe some people drink tea or some people drink coffee. It's like when you're an adult, you have a job and you drink yeah. coffee. Yeah. These are these are two true things. So I w- it was just like, when, when will it happen for me? Mm. Um, and then, you know, uh, being a big fan of Twin Peaks and, and Agent Cooper, I was just like, I, I, I'm starting. For, there were a couple episodes of Twin Peaks. Like I want to, I want to drink along with Agent Cooper, and I made hot chocolate. And I was like, "No." And I was like, "Dad, I want coffee." And he's like, "Well, great," <laughs> you know. Um, and uh, and then in college, you know, I, I went. I loved like you know reading or writing in little notebooks at coffee shops, and I loved the sort of the romance of the late night coffee mm-hmm. shop and the late night diner hang and the sort of mm-hmm. the the tom waits version of drinking <laughs> sloppy coffee given to you by you know a rude but heart of gold waitress <laughs> while you write poetry like that's still coffee to me up to a point um, uh, i yeah. sip my coffee in the morning yeah 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 exactly <laughs> uh, being over poor and the coffee of my soul um yeah, so, so it has a romance to me for sure, and then mm. and then a, a practical place in my life as I become uh, addicted to it and needing mm. it. Uh, so, Ken, I want to hear about your process. What do you do these days? Yeah, yeah, uh, it, it is part of my routine. I have a cup every morning. I just started a, a YouTube show on my my channel called Twenty Minutes of Coffee, but I start it a little too late in the day at ten a.m. So I have to wait for my coffee on those days. It's a weird. I should have branded different, uh, but it's usually first thing I do. And yeah, Steve, I respect what you're saying. I think um, if Grace had her druthers, that's how we'd have our coffee every morning if we weren't going to a local shop. There's a lot of great local shops and where we are in Burbank. Because uh, we do have a, we have to, yeah. You physically leave the house every day? No, no, coffee? no. Okay. No, okay. no. About once a, once <laughs> a day. But it used to be part of like going to, um, when I, you know, I met Grace working at Collider and, and, and like that was part of the morning routine was you get there. If you got there early enough, you could, we could walk up to Panera and get coffee every day. Uh, it was a little alone time for us. Um, or there's the shops on the way into to the studios. And I like kind of like what you're saying, Jen, it's just that, that early morning, the day's about to start. No music from Disney playing, unless it's in my head. <laughs> so we have, a, we have a coffee machine. The timer thing is great, but I hate grinding beans. And I understand it's technically the better way. I, I get angry if I accidentally buy the bean version. I don't have, ain't nobody got time for that. I don't got time to grind <laughs> down. I want it to be ready to go. It, scoop, scoop, scoop. I'm pretty good at making coffee. But a couple of years ago, we were gifted with a Nespresso, uh, which is the, 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 the emphasis is on recycling there. And not just, it's not like the, the cups get just tossed into the wilderness. You mail mm-hmm. them back, all this thing. It's too damn easy to change. It is just wonderful flavors. Press a button, 20 seconds, you got a coffee and it's ready to go. And that's my routine now. I'm half asleep when I'm, I'm slamming the Nespresso in there and closing the thing and pressing brew. Just pressing brew. Slamming, a, slamming, slamming, slamming the brew. button. Yeah, it's a, a slamming cheat. Slamming and brewing. 
I, I said, I, 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 Steve, you're probably offended. I would, you're the better man than I am. I press. Steve's not done being offended. Uh, I don't think, uh, <laughs> uh, because he's clearly an expert in, uh, mm-hmm. in uh, not, not myself. Uh, now, do, are you just morning these days, Ken, or do you drink coffee throughout the day? Uh, I have a lot of caffeine, uh, burst during the day, but, um, uh, I used to be a energy drinker until, uh, a, old coworker of mine died at 35 of a heart attack and his steady diet was cigarettes and red bulls like that and monsters oh that may be changed. And, and, and I've, I've stopped all that now. Um, but there's a V8 energy drink. I get this more on the quote unquote natural side. I'm sure it's not even great, but it's those little bursts of caffeine. I do need them during the day, but out of, it's so weird. Cause like at four o'clock I'd go to this, the, the, the mall coffee shop. It didn't seem weird to me. Now a coffee past one o'clock. I'm like, you have, you have sinned in the eyes of the Lord. What are you doing? You know, yeah. that's abnormal. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same way of like, you know, I used to have, you know, I used to go to like, Oh, it's, t- it's time to meet a friend at 6 PM at a coffee shop to talk about right. life. And I will have four right. cups that are like, they're like, like literally they serve soup in these cups the same cups and I'll have four of four soup size cups of coffee. And I'm used to like, well, it's normal just to be rattling. Right. Uh, Like you don't need to put a quarter in the bed. I had enough coffee that I'm shaking the entire bed by myself. And then I got to that point of just like, I can't Can't live like this anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, So there's sometimes in the afternoon, like, Oh, I'd really like a cup of coffee, but I'm now getting to the point of like, I will be, bouncing off the walls so yeah. i gotta i try to keep it to a nice morning ritual but mm-hmm. it sounds like for you jennifer you are you're a coffee throughout the day person no i have to stop because otherwise i'll stay up until two o'clock like i did last night why why because I, I my coffee cup was sitting there i'm like oh, i'll just have finished the rest of what i had and that was like at five o'clock never again oh, yeah. um yeah yeah boy i think i need to see my cardiologist after you told me that story again oh my gosh i don't drink red bulls but like i, I do drink a lot of coffee when, um, when i say that guy and i rest in peace uh my old buddy um it, I do mean cigarettes and Red Bulls. There wasn't much else that he put into his body. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That wow. that that'll do it. I understand. Uh, so Jennifer, did you? So you you've got the machine. Are there? And mm-hmm. you grind the beans. Are you? Where do you get the beans? Are you picky about it? Are you a connoisseur? I used to be picky. When I first started drinking regular coffee, um, I would get like the flavored beans, you know, like uh, the vanilla flavored or even caramel flavored. No, not anymore. So now we just buy them from Costco. They have a great selection. Although I can tell when my husband has changed something up and I'm like, what is this roast? This does not taste right. (laughs) It's too bitter. It's too sour. Um, And I use a silk non-dairy creamer. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I put a lot of it in there. So it's like probably half cream, half coffee, which is <laughs> not great. And I can tell, like, once again, my husband will sometimes be nice and bring me some coffee and he puts like a splash and I just drink it like, <laughs> thank you so much. So uh, that's why you can drink more is because you are spacing it out of the day with cream. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's yeah. really bad. Was yeah. Really no, bad. that's great. Uh, I have. Good. I have finally become like my old man is like, I want it uh, black or like Cooper says, uh, black is a uh, moon on a moonless night. Black is a moonless night. Uh, I, I know that I, I get like, I remember time working uh, towards the end of the collider run on Jedi council. when uh, I went to get some coffee and I turned to Emma Fife. I was like, what, uh, you want some coffee? She was like, you're great. I go, what do you want? And she was like, Oh, absolutely nothing. And I was like, I don't, I don't understand what that means. Well, what? <laughs> like, 
sugar wow. no just black i'm like what what no wow no. good burr all yeah, right i really so. like it uh that way yeah so so uh we have a, a a a coffee maker, a nice coffee maker that a friend gave us as a, a wedding gift. Um, I made jokes about the coffee maker in a stand up routine, and uh, the coffee maker's name was Devin, so we we call it Devin. <laughs> uh, but sadly, Devin passed away a couple of years ago. Oh, we no. haven't even got rid of him; he's still on our counter. But he <laughs> oh, just, <laughs> just there. Oh, no. he's just stopped working. Oh. Uh, and new Pixar and my, movie, yeah. <laughs> And my wife and I have gone back over the years of tea, but she's solidly for the last couple of years been like, I want tea. So, mm. we, so we have a hot water maker. So we make hot water in the morning and she makes her our tea and she devised this again. Apologies, Steve. Uh, this is uh, we are not at your level. Um, I have a travel mug and she got a, a little a pour over thing and we have filters. Mm-hmm. And then we I buy Dunkin Donuts brand coffee. Because it's just at home diner coffee. It's so good. Coffee you get in a diner. And it sure. it's it's what I like the taste of. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's good. This is like me with my tombstone frozen pizzas. I am not advocating that they're right. good and other yeah. people should eat them. I am telling you, I have an addiction. Yeah. But they have good coffee. They they're do. Good. They're good. They yeah. do. It's pretty I, good. I, I think it's good. And yeah. I think other people are like, ooh, ooh. Um, but I really like it because it is. It just does taste like solid diner coffee. Like I can have this at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so that travel mug makes basically two mugs, and I drink that, and I cut myself off, and I try to get it uh, finished drinking it by a certain time. So mm. like it, it's a ritual. It's a morning thing. I don't. I try not to let it linger. Yeah. Um, which is partially from uh, you know going on tour sometimes and needing my body to be ready to go if at all humanly possible yeah <laughs> at a reasonable time get the coffee in there wake up uh, have a tiny chihuahua bladder mm-hmm. <laughs> get it done mm-hmm. that, that's actually a question uh, for both of you too is is the speed uh, at which you drink it I, I i get accused grace and i will go for our walk we'll go get a coffee and i'll guzzle it like it's a gatorade and I'm done. Mm. And she's like, you got to sip coffee culture. You got to sip. And I'm like, it's liquid. I'm down in this. And uh, it's Jen, it sounds like <laughs> Joseph, a little bit. You like, you don't want to let it linger, but you're not super rushless to need to. But Jen, do you, are you a, you a sipper? I'm an, yeah, I'm a sipper. I'm mm. an enjoyer. It's, it's a ritual. It feels like the only thing that's sacred for me, mm-hmm. like nothing is sacred in my house. My children go through my jewelry, my collectibles, <laughs> My coffee. Stay out of mama's. Thing. Stay out of mama's beans. <laughs> Literally was like, that is my toy. I said that the other day. I was like, oh my gosh, this is really sad. Yeah. So coffee. This is yeah. like my moment. Mommy's mommy's time. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but, I, but but there is something to be said. Like if I get an ice, this is why I can't do like an iced coffee or like a, a matcha blended or something like that. I will sip it way too fast and then it's gone. And I would be like, you can on the walk by that time we get home. That's it. It's gone. Especially if I'm doing it on ice, if it's a hotter summer day or something like we're going for the walk. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. That, and I'm not, I'm not saying I'm right. I used to take a little bit more time at, at the mall. I'd sip. Take take my time. I once I got in a huge fight at the mall one time in a stairwell with a cup of coffee in it, and it spilt on the guy. But that gave <gasps> that gave me an advantage. <laughs> I felt I felt oh bad. Oh but yes. God. So ever since I'm like that, uh, sip. 
Sip before you have to fight. I'm picturing yeah. that the uh, brutal stairway fight in Casino Royale, but with a cup of coffee. I, it was a, a, a four level oh, parking yeah. structure on the top, and we was this big five on five fight, and and uh, I was in a suit <gasps> doing the coffee, and I'm, you're try- and then I just was like, and the guy was like, ah, <laughs> so coffee's helped me more ways than one. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. There you go, adventures. Yeah, I try to sip, and then sometimes I realize that I've been sipping too long. There have been many moments right before recording Four Center where I slam a cup of coffee to clear it out of the way. Get ready. Yeah, same, yeah, 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 same. yeah, yeah. Mm. All right. Any uh, any final coffee thoughts or apologies to Steve for our? <laughs> I mean, Jennifer I, has a fancy setup. Uh, Jennifer, not you or I. You're not offended him as much as I am, uh, Joseph. I think you're okay, but yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah. I, I feel bad, Steve. But this is. I mean, I just buying from a local roaster, hand yeah, grinding awesome. before each cup. A v, I don't even know mm, what yeah. a V20 pour is. Is that some technique? That's some technique uh, that we got to use. pour over technique. I don't, that, yeah, that sounds like some <laughs> cool motorcycle that I've never heard of. Like, yeah, I got a V20 pour over. Yeah, I rode it out, <laughs> rode it out to the ocean. Yeah. Isn't that what they have at Elatense? What is that shop? Elatensia? You know the coffee oh, shop? Elatensia, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah, get, isn't that like what they have? There's a there's a spot in downtown, uh, uh, near downtown Burbank uh, that serves an, uh, an Al Pacino, Al Fripp. It's like a, it's a, a play oh, on Al Pacino's yeah. name. And it's and it's based on that. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Intelligent. There's too. nothing like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm googling V20 pour over. Uh, but uh, but okay. Well, that's not correct. Uh, I mistyped something in in uh, my searches came up with something about hepatitis. So let's move <laughs> oh. on. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, clearly, a very bad mistype on my part. This is what yes, I get for googling live. Okay. That's. That's it. See, that's like intelligentsia. Yeah, intelligentsia. Oh. There you go. Yeah, right? no, yeah. Like yeah. They yeah. Thing, yeah. And then they pour okay. it, and like okay. it takes forever when you're waiting in line. But at home, it's a ritual, I imagine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Well, that's really cool. Oh, uh, God. You made me think oh. of it. Yeah. 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 No, when, when the coffees take too long, uh, I skip. I'll, I'll like in Starbucks, I'm always like, give me a tall, uh, give me a, a, a grande, uh, a, a tall and a grande cup. Is a little trick, you know. So you get a little extra room, but you pay mm. pay less. And I like to skip ahead. Mm. And and I, when someone's Smart. like, "Oh, right," like I don't disrespect the orders, I get it. But like, if that's a long line at a coffee shop, just order a coffee and get the hell out of the way. That's my other tech. We are one in the yeah. same, Ken. I do the same thing. I love a latte with almond milk, but if that line is long, I'm like, just just coffee. coffee. That's uh, it. Black yeah. coffee. Yeah. It it is one of I think the the things where I'm worse the worst at being a grump about changing times. I've been at like hotels for conventions that like have fancy places that don't just have a coffee and it brings out the worst, like why'd the world have to change? Just give me a coffee. <laughs> do you have hot coffee in a cup? Like that's what I, I don't want any of the latte, any of that. I want it's, a coffee in a cup. That is, the, I got to watch myself as I'm the worst grump about that. It's that, that is, uh, uh, I don't, uh, that's like a Dennis Leary has an old rant about that. That's uh, amazing. It's an old, it's yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I get you on that. I feel you on that. Yeah. Even the rant is old. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Any final uh, coffee thoughts? Yes, I do. I have one. I just remembered something. So when I went to, when I went to Spain years ago, I was really excited because I'm like, oh, we're just going to get a coffee. They have really good coffee. We'll get it to go. They do not do to go, at least in Madrid. I was Mm. like, and they're like, what? No, like I had to sit there and sip my coffee and i was like oh my gosh i have so many things to do it's such an an american thing to take your coffee to go right and it's like mm-hmm. there's some comfort in that yeah 
Yeah. Uh, the, the, and I just was like, shoot. Uh, there was, oh, yeah, go ahead. No, yeah. Go so, ahead. Go no, ahead. There, no, there was, ahead. there was, there was some of that in Paris. And luckily I just leaned on, on Grace and her, her, her love of French culture. Uh, and and she, even though it was her first time in Paris, you know, she was ready. And I just, she literally was like, you're going to shut up, you dumb American. And I'm going to take care of this. I'll tell you how it's done here. And I just was like, okay. Cause yeah, yeah. It, it, it isn't, you don't just go to the shop and get a styrofoam cup with a lid and go. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Go run to a crime scene like yeah. they do in all the procedural <laughs> shows with their cups of coffee. Uh, Jennifer, you were getting excited about something else. You guys, I, I have known too much. So one last thing I'm going to share is that, okay, so morning drop off, you see other parents, right? And everyone's very harried and trying to get there. There's just one dad, God bless him. He wears this like knit beanie every day. Like it kind of looks like, no offense to him, wears Waldo. He has like these big uh, glasses. <laughs> and he walks his kid to school with a ceramic coffee cup. Oh, wow. And it's such a bold move. And he I've seen him. He gets in his car. Mm-hmm. I was like, how does he do this? There's there's an air of confidence and relaxation that he brings by walking his kid to school. The, the coffee cup must go in the cup holder in the car. Yeah. I just have so many questions. But, no, but it's, a, it's a boss move my, to just go there with your ceramic cup. My, one of my longtime friends uh, worked with in security, but now we, we own a – Fantasy baseball team together, known each other twenty five years. Crazy thing, he always just um, water, nothing wrong. But he would go, he would have a pint glass with a handle, and he brought that in the car. And I was always what? like, no lid, nothing. He's like, no, nah, got it. And, uh, that's so funny. I've I've never heard that. Yeah. Okay, I have one more question. I, who knew that coffee is where do we all be like, oh, oh, I can't oh, let this go. And this is going to inspire a lot of comments from people <laughs> telling me I'm wrong about things. It's great. Oh, uh, hey, I, I think Dunkin' Donuts pour overs is going to maybe going to get uh, some. <laughs> Reaction well. um, I'm curious about mug choice because for me, the coffee, the morning coffee mm-hmm. is a ritual and part of it is the mug mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I get obsessive and I have, I have mugs sometimes like this is my coffee mug period for three or four months. I wash it and everything, but mm-hmm. it's the same mug. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then sometimes like, Oh wow, I'm too attached to this mug. It's lasted two years. I need to switch it out so I can use other mugs. Uh, right now it's a Hollywood bowl mug with this like great art deco design on it, little flat diner kind of, mm-hmm. uh, mug, but I need to rotate in some other mugs. Ken, do you just, do you grab one of the many mugs or do you have the coffee mug for the ritual in the morning? I have the coffee mug and, uh, Grace and I collectively, like a lot of folks probably have 50 coffee mugs. Um, mm-hmm. she needs to use a bunch and, 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 and maybe six a, a day. Sometimes it seems like, uh, with all her coffee, um, I have one. It's a, it's a, it's a larger size cloud city one. I don't even remember when I got mm. a gift or something like that. And maybe one of you got it for me. I don't know. And it's like mostly black, but has like a big picture of cloud city on it. And mm-hmm. it's just the right size. Cause it, the other ones, like I have a, a team Zoc Ken merch cup. I have, I, I used for my 20 mm-hmm. coffee show. It's too small, too small. And so when the Nespresso, it's up here, you know, and you can't can do that. So I have one and I, at screen junkies, I used to, this is not my normal habits, but I had one and I wouldn't necessarily wash it. I'd wash it out. And I just kept using it until like one of my coworkers was like, I can't be around you anymore. This is guys, this is tough. You got to take that home. But it was like, like you said, Joseph, it's like, mm-hmm. it's part of the routine. It just feels like an extension it's of your hand. It's your buddy. It's yeah. your morning buddy. Yeah, yeah I got to rotate out, but mm, Hollywood Bowl buddy. Jennifer, uh, we can see on video that you're rocking an Endor mug. Uh, is that your go-to mug or do you switch out? This is a plug for uh, the shop Disney. Uh, these are the only mugs that I like. I'm very mm. particular about the size and also the rim and how yeah. I don't like it when it's too thin 
or too big. And so yeah. it just has to be just right. And this is it. I've had to buy, I think, about four of them. I might buy some more. I have a Disneyland mm, one. Brave. I don't even know what else I have. Maybe Navarro. I can't remember. No, okay. I think I have a pretty cool one. one. Anyways, this wow. is all I use. That's it. Yep. Yep. Mm. I did that. that the rim rim thickness <laughs> is a real issue. You get those two fat ones and they like it slides yeah. into your mouth as opposed to you actively slipping it. Yeah. 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 That's great. Powerful. Powerful. That's great. All right. I think we will be back to talk more coffee questions. <laughs> Clearly, this is great. This is one of the reasons we do Other Center mm-hmm. is to uh, really have fun uh, discovering even more about uh, one another and our listeners. That is it. Those are our questions. Thank you, Steve. And again, we hope that we didn't uh, shock you <laughs> too much with our systems. Yeah. And thank you, uh, Chris, for the great coming of age story. Ken, you want to let people know where they can find us? I do. We're the Force Center podcast, and we are on uh, for, uh, We're on Twitter. We're on uh, Threads. We're on Hive Social as well. But also, when I say podcast, we're on YouTube, as you can see if you're watching. Uh, we appreciate you swinging on over there. Our Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. You subscribe to us on YouTube if you want. We're on Instagram as well. Podcasts, if you're a podcast listener, is on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Tune in and more. Just search. You'll find us. Merch is available at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. And uh, I think you can order Four Center coffee mugs there. So go ahead and get Ooh, it. Yeah. Uh, Patreon.com slash Four Center is where you can support us directly. You can follow me at Ken Napsock. Go to my website, KenNapsock.com for more information. I will be up in Seattle uh, doing two shows at a new wonderful club called Capitol Hill Comedy slash Bar. Mark Ellis headlining. Uh, Lisa Wallen and myself featuring for Mark. going to be two days of uh, holiday, uh, not themed, but holiday feeling comedy. It's going to be cold up there in Seattle. <laughs> Ticket information on my website. Jennifer. You're going to get some good coffee in Seattle. I I have been to the original Starbucks. Too long of a line, but I've been there. (laughs) Oh, that's so cool. Someday, someday. You can find me on TikTok at Jennifer Landa 1138, Instagram and YouTube at Jennifer Landa. Excellent. And you can find me on all the social media at Joseph Scrimshaw. In particular, I'm enjoying Blue Sky. If you got an invite code, uh, give it a try. Uh, If you'd like to check out my uh, holiday comedy album, A Very Holiday Thing, uh, that is on my uh, website uh, uh, on a link to Bandcamp. You can also just go to Bandcamp and search Joseph Scrimshaw. Any buying of albums will help my production company make more short films. So that would be greatly appreciated if you're interested. But for now, that is it. We have aid some cues. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.